Hello and welcome to The Stew with JT Brew on the Dynasty Pros Football Channel. I'm your host, Justin Taylor. Week 8 college football bets on the way ahead. Stick with us. You're in The Stew. Uh, you up on trades and wire moves. You ain't designed to lose. Find you jumping over seemingly nothing. Racking up points makes the game a little more fun to watch. Can drop release. We started with the mock draft and now we making a mockery of the leaderboard. Quite obviously not a square. Just start an institute. Make evaluations like a commissioner do. It's to the point your wife make you watch in a different room. I bet your roster in pick and choose when you get some news. Not much that we enjoy more than sifting through sifting through new statistics to make it to our end zones through different groups. Universities, institutes, down to homies who click in groups. I introduce. Hello and welcome to Stu. College football is upon us. We are deep into the season now at this point. Week eight, college football just around the corner. Oh, hopefully you hit last week, week seven. I had some nice, nice games in there. USC ended up killing my JT parlay. Pushed on the Washington game, minus three, but I also had a couple other bets in there that I hit the over and the over touchdowns for Washington, so that was a nice little one to get. Uh, Colorado, if you were anything like me, got buried with that Stanford loss. I ended up moving the line way down. They have 29 to nothing, excuse me, before blowing that game in overtime. Live betting that game on Colorado was a mistake, so that one was tough. Um, the only one that really got me, if you guys followed me on Missouri, uh, was able to get Mizzou. They got down 14, nothing in that game and got a plus 520 on DraftKings. That was absolutely phenomenal. So hopefully you were paying attention to that. Like I was, was able to jump in after the 14, nothing start, got the plus 520 on the money line for Missouri. So that was a money maker for us. Uh, a lot of good games last week, Oregon, Washington was everything we thought it would be just a monster performance by uh, Michael Penix jr. The over hit in that game, it ended up being minus three. That's where it was at for most of the week, both times. So if you're on either side of that, you push there. Um, I hit, uh, my nor- I don't know if anybody got on there and followed my JT parlay, same game parlay for that game. I hit all seven legs in that one for a big win. I had the over Michael Penix passing yards. Uh, same thing for Bo Nix. I had quite a few touchdowns mixed in there with the over points for both teams and able to uh, sneak that one out. So uh, that was a nice win to kind of finish off the day there in week seven. Now on to week eight, some big matchups this week. Quite a few teams on by, but still some good matchups. The big one of the week, number seven, Penn State against number three, Ohio State. The line's sitting right now at about four and a half. Ohio State over under 45 and a half. This one is a tough one. I, I've been looking at it all day, trying to see you know where I lean on this. I think this is going to be a close game. I Penn State's defense has been great. Ohio State defense has been better than advertised. Quite a few injuries on the Ohio State offensive side of the ball. That's got me a little hesitant right now. If you're picking Ohio State, I definitely want to wait till later in the week, kind of see uh, what injuries come out uh, before I take Ohio State. Right now, I'm leaning Penn State at the plus four and a half. Um, if you can move them up to plus six, I like that. If you just love them and want to take the money line, I can see you jumping on that. But I just feel like this is going to be a close game. Uh, both these teams, tough defenses over under right now at 45 and a half. You know, there is ways where both these offenses, you know, explode and get into the thirties, each of them. But I, I feel like both teams are going to pound the rock here. The issue for Ohio state is a lot of running back injuries uh, right now. And who's actually going to be healthy for this game. 
I'm just not sure. And is you know Drew Alar versus uh, McCoy? Uh, who who's gonna who's gonna be a quarterback that steps it up in this game? That's the question for me. Will James Franklin let Alar kind of let loose, or is he gonna play this game super close to the vest and hope he keeps it close and keeps his defense in it? To me, if I had to take the lean, I'm probably leaning the under, and I'm leaning the points for Penn State. This seems like a one-score game to me, plus four and a half in a defensive battle. I like the points there, so that's where I would lean uh, in this one. It's just a huge, huge game in the Big Ten and in the national landscape with two top ten teams. Uh, staying in the Big Ten, Minnesota versus number 24, Iowa. Iowa has looked disgusting this year, but yet they keep getting victories. This team just keeps winning football games despite zero offense. The over-under last week was 34.5. I couldn't believe it. I was like, that is an insane low score for a college game. It's even lower this week. 31.5 in this game is the over-under. Iowa is a minus 3.5-point favorite. So they can't get the offense together, but their defense has been fantastic, keeping them in games, getting wins. If you like the Golden Gophers, the, the toughie on this one is Minnesota head coach P.J. Fleck Ofer in his career against Kirk Ferentz. 0 for 7, 0 for 6 at Minnesota, 0 for 7 overall in his career. Oh, I hate to say it. I can't believe I'd even take the under 31 and a half. But at this point, I think I would take the under in this game. Uh, this smells of 17-10. I just don't know how these teams get into the 20s each. It's going to be ugly. Both teams are going to want to run the rock. Uh, both teams cannot throw. Just ugly, ugly, old-school Big Ten football. All we need is a blizzard in this game and just be perfect. Uh, exactly what we would expect uh, from this one. Talking about old-school football, two teams who love to run the rock. Number 22, Air Force against Navy. Air Force, 10.5 favorite over-under. And that one is extremely low as well at 34.5. Two teams who love to, to run the ball, run the triple option. Air Force coming off a big-time win last week, 34-27 at a very tough Wyoming team. Big win for them to stay undefeated. This seems like a game that's going to be lower-paced. Like, you, both teams are going to run the ball. This should be an under. But you go back and look at the scores this year. Navy's gone over 34.5, four out of six games. Air Force, five out of their six games have gone over. So starting to lean, maybe you take the over in this uh, as both teams can turn it up. I'm really watching this to see if people start favoring Navy in the 10 and a half. It's a lot of points uh, whenever these two teams, you know, whenever you get the academies face each other, it always seems like closer games. I like Air Force in this game. I, I don't want to put the money on the money line. If I can get this one under 10, I, I, I'd feel a lot better at this one, about eight. If I get it down to eight, also wouldn't mind moving the line up a little bit and taking the under or taking the over in this one, move it down. Excuse me, move that line down just a few, a few and take the over as both teams have been able to put uh, the ball in the end zone of late. So that one for me, I'm leaning a little bit to the over. And if I could get that line to move a little bit, I would probably be on Air Force in that one. Oregon. After the real tough loss at Washington, the only good thing for them is they're not quite out of it yet. Still a lot of big games to play in the Pac-12. I, With how tough the Pac-12 is this year, a one-loss Pac-12 team could definitely make the playoffs. So if you're Oregon, you're not out of it yet. Uh, they are uh, started the week at about 20 against Washington State. Washington State's been really good this year, and then they just got shellacked at home last week by Arizona. Arizona's playing really well right now. 
Washington State just played awful. That offense just couldn't get it going. The question is, how does Oregon react after the tough loss, the heartbreaker to Washington by three? To me, I'm leaning Oregon in this one. I've already seen the lines move down a little bit. I love Oregon anything under 20. I think they can cover that. They still have a lot of offense. They still have a lot to prove. Washington State feels like a team that's fallen apart to me of late after a really nice start to the season. So I'm going Oregon at home. I think they just pile on the points against um, against Wazoo. Another top 25 game, this one in the SEC, number 17, Tennessee, at number 11, Alabama. It sits at minus 8.5, over under 48.5. Usually I'm like Alabama at home. I'm smashing them at home in this situation. 8.5, this seems a little high for me. I just don't trust this Alabama offense yet. Tennessee on the other side, a team known for their offense and their explosiveness, we just haven't seen it out of them this year. So this game is, is a little troubling for me. I don't know if I cover I, – I believe enough in Alabama's offense for them to cover, and I also don't know if I believe enough in Tennessee's offense for them to actually cover against this Bama defense. Currently, this is a no play for me. If the line moves somewhere and this game gets down to under a touchdown, I don't think that will happen. But – I, if I got Bama under a touchdown, that would probably be my favorite bet. But I just don't trust this game. I just really don't. Uh, neither team has played that well. Bama at home is really uh, kind of what's moving it for me. I think they win this game at home, but can they cover the points? I'm not so sure. Houston coming off a heartbreaking loss on a Hail Mary. They're 23.5-point dogs to number 8 Texas. Over under in that one, 61.5. Longhorns, a real tough loss in the Red River shootout to Oklahoma two weeks ago. They're coming off a bye week. You'd hope they take the bye week to get right, and they come in and just stop Houston. I'm not sure. This Texas team has looked really good at times, and they've looked bad at times this year. Sometimes this offense has looked like a top-10 offense in the country. Other times, Quinn Ewer has struggled with interceptions and turnovers. 23-and-a-half right now for me is too much. I just can't lay that on Texas currently. If this number gets down, maybe I'll think about putting uh, some money on it. But right now, this is probably a no play for me as that's just too many points currently for me for Texas at Houston. I can see this game either going either way. I can see Texas taking the week off, really pulling it together and coming out and just absolutely working Houston. But I also can see a little bit of the hangover from the Oklahoma game from that big rivalry, getting the loss there, and maybe they don't come out full bore against Houston. They let them stick around. Next one's Virginia at North Carolina. Number 10, North Carolina, 23.5-point favorite, over under 56.5. North Carolina kind of got off to a slow start this year, but Drake May has it cooking. He finally has his full wide receivers. The whole team's there, and they have looked great on offense the last couple of weeks. Smoked Miami last week. I was all over that one. Hopefully you tailed me on the minus three from North Carolina. I felt great about them taking out Miami. They did. This is a bad, bad Virginia team. One in five. You heard me talk about it. Uh, before the season started, I took this team under three wins this year. I just didn't think there was any way they got there. They've looked a little bit better, a little more competent the last couple of weeks, but I just think the Tar Heels have it rolling. They finally got this offense figured out. Drake may have the early struggles now looks like the number one, number two pick in the NFL draft that people thought he was coming in this season. I'm taking, even though it's a lot of points, I'm taking the, uh, the point I'm taking North Carolina cover the spread here. I think they do it. I think this is a blowout from the Tar Heels. 
One of the toughest losses last week. I talked about it earlier, USC, the tough loss at Notre Dame. I actually was at the game, was excited to see what Caleb Williams would bring. He didn't bring a lot. He looked terrible. Interceptions all over the place. The Notre Dame defense really shutting down the USC offense. Uh, Lincoln Riley had no answers in that game as turnovers just set up Notre Dame for easy scores all night long. USC, I don't know where this team's going. They've lucked out doing a couple close wins earlier this year. This is a team who has not covered all season. They were the plus three. I love them plus three at Notre Dame. They bit me again. The Trojans have yet to cover for me this year. I've got to get off the train, but I don't know if this is the game to do it. They've got number 14, Utah, and I love Utah's defense. One of the top, if not the top unit in the Pac-12, going against USC, who has one of the worst defenses in the Pac-12. The problem for me is Utah's offense has looked stagnant. Can they even move the ball against a bad USC team? And then can Utah get enough turnovers and everything to stay in this game and stay in uh, as a touchdown dog on the road? I don't feel good about this game either way. If you force me into something, I'd probably see if I could get that. Uh, wait till that line gets a little higher and then maybe take Utah to stay within the points. Uh, but I don't feel comfortable at the 56 over or under. Again, like I said, U- Utah's offense has been terrible. USC's defense has been bad. I don't know which way to go with this one. This one is probably a no play for me. I, it's just USC. I just got to stay away from for a while. Um, I cannot figure that team out. They've been a mess. Um, I can see Caleb Williams coming back and just leading them away and getting the win here at home. But after that loss last week against Notre Dame, I'm just not sure he has enough to overcome this terrible defense. So this is probably a stay away game for me, unless I see a big eight points increase where Utah gets down maybe eight, eight and a half, nine. Then maybe I lay the, uh, take the points and get Utah there. Missouri, I talked about him earlier. My got down 14 nothing as a uh, two to three point dog depending on where you got on him last week I was on Missouri to cover I thought they could money line win that game you got down 14 nothing I jumped on the plus 520 hit that I was super excited about that as they came back and looked great at the end I feel like Missouri got over the hump there at Lexington they've had a hard time beating Kentucky they took them out now they're at home for South Carolina. Spencer Rattler has been really good this year for South Carolina. 73% completion, 1,700 yards, 11 TDs, 4 INTs. He has looked spectacular some games and just okay other games. South Carolina's defense has not looked good this year. Missouri's defense has also struggled. I think there's points scored in this game. It's sitting at 59.5, which to me, 59 is right where this game should be. Uh, I would lean towards the over in this, but I'm probably taking Missouri and I'm probably just going to pay the man and get it down to six and take Mizzou to win this one by a touchdown. I think they finally got it rolling. Um, they lost the tough one to LSU, got the bounce back game against Kentucky, homecoming down in Columbia for Furrow Field. I think Missouri gets it done. I don't mind the minus seven. If I get it to minus six, I'm probably taking uh, Mizzou minus six in that one. I also like the over. Number 16, Duke. At number four, Florida State, this is one of the last big tests for FSU this year to try to finish out their season undefeated. Duke right now is a 13.5-point dog over under 49. Big question is this, and this one is, does Riley Leonard play at QB for Duke, or is he out another week with an injury? 
This Duke defense has been phenomenal this year. Holding teams under 10 points a game. I think they've only given up double digits in one game this year. They have been phenomenal. They're only lost to that Notre Dame team as, as tough as nails. So this is a big one for Duke. If they could get upset here, they'd still be in the mix of the ACC. So this isn't a throwaway game for Duke uh, whatsoever. Deep down, I feel like Florida State's got too much offense against this really good Duke defense. And I think Florida State's got a solid defense that they could shut down this Blue Devil offense. 13 and a half right now. I've seen it rising as high as 14 and a half currently. I think Duke plays them tough. I think Florida State comes out on top. I don't like the two scores right now. So I'm probably a no play in this game unless I can see Somehow the line goes big either way. If it keeps going up and Duke is way down, I could see myself taking Duke, uh, taking the points to play it close. If for some reason Florida State can get closer to 10, I would consider it. Uh, but this one, this one's going to be a tough game. Duke's going to come all out in this game. Florida State has looked really good at times, but they've shown a little bit of letdown in some games where they've got up early and then let teams crawl back into it. So that scares me a little bit off in this game. Heading back to the Big Ten. Michigan at Michigan State, number two in the country. The Wolverines are 24.5 point favorite. Over under is 47.5. I've seen a lot of people jumping on Michigan State at 24.5. I don't like it. I don't think Michigan State's any good. They've kind of looked a little bit better uh, last uh, week or two, made a change at quarterback and looked a little bit better. I think this Michigan team is for real. JJ McCarthy has looked great. He has improved his draft stock every week. This Michigan team might be the best defense in the country. They have looked just absolutely dynamite, shutting people down. I don't think, I just don't think Michigan State has it. Now, this is a big rivalry. Michigan State has notoriously covered constantly in this rivalry. I'm leaning the under points here. 49 and a half, or sorry, 47 and a half, excuse me. I'm leaning the under points Uh if you want to take the spread, I'll have my JT parlay later. I'm going to move the Michigan line down a little bit and, and take that. But uh, the under, I just don't think Michigan State scores enough, and I think Michigan will get up and they can shut it down. I can easily see uh, this being in that 35-10 range uh, for sure in this game. So it's going to be close either way. Uh, so just kind of depends on what you like there and seeing if the line moves much here uh, by the end of the week. A Matt game I absolutely love this week. I've been preaching Toledo, and Toledo has buried me. They have yet to cover this year. They've been like USC, just can't get it done. They've gotten wins, but they can't cover. Now they're at a tough Miami of Ohio team. I'm liking Miami, Ohio in this one. Right now, they're anywhere from a three to a four-point dog. Uh, I like them. I, I've seen it two and a half to three. I'm actually liking Miami of Ohio on the money line here. I think they win at home against Toledo. I just like what they've been doing. Toledo has really, really struggled to score the football after a good start to the season. I think this is the game Miami is pumped for. Toledo was supposed to win this division. I just think Miami uh, comes out and plays really strong at home. So that's going to be my upset. I love Miami there. So that is going to be my play there. Now looking at my JT Parlay play of the day. I'm going to throw this one up for you guys uh, here at the bottom of the screen. This one is going to be a six-pick parlay plus 2602 on FanDuel. So six-pick parlay 
plus 2602 on FanDuel. If you want to wait to see if there's a boost later in the week for college football, you can wait and put it in and see if you can get that thing pumped up. I don't have a boost currently sitting there for me. Um, so that's where it's sitting at right now at 2602. So I'm going to jump on this one. I'm going to move Missouri down to six and a half to win by a touchdown. Oregon's dropped down to around 18 and a half, whereas at 20 before. I'm actually going to move Oregon down to 16 and a half so they can win by 17. I talked about Miami of Ohio. I like them. You can get them plus money on the money line as a dog. So I like them to really boost the odds up on this parlay. Michigan, I'm going to move down to 19 and a half. I think they win by over 20. Uh, you get that third touchdown. Any kind of maybe slight backdoor cover, I like that. Win at 20 instead of 24 and a half. North Carolina, another one I said I like them a lot. I think 19 and a half, you move that down a little bit and get it under 20. I think that should be a cover. And a game I didn't talk uh, about, but I like is University of Texas San Antonio versus Florida Atlantic University. Frank Harris finally back for UTSA. He was an absolute beast. If you played any kind of fancy football last year, college or C2C or CFF, the guy was a beast. He led me to a C2C title. He is banged up most of the season, just making his way back. Uh, I think the point spread's a little low on this just because UTSA didn't score a lot of points when he was out, but he's healthy. He's looked good the last couple weeks. FAU on the other side, too. Their starting quarterback went out with an injury. New quarterback Richardson come in, came in. He looked good last week. I think this the game gets. I think both teams gets into the 30s in this game. I like the over at 59.9. I think you could see a lot of offense. Neither one of these defenses are great, so I like the over on that one. So that's a six pick parlay plus 2,602 on FanDuel, Missouri minus six and a half, Oregon minus 16 and a half, Miami of Ohio money line, Michigan, Michigan, excuse me, minus 19 and a half, UNC minus 19 and a half, and UTSA versus FAU over. 59.9. So hit me up. Follow me the rest of the week. I'll try to jump in there, throw some more uh, JT Parlay plays of the day uh, if I as I see stuff throughout the weekend. Also, if I see any kind of same, good same-game parlays or any kind of player props, I really like. I've been kind of on a few of those really good player props lately. Uh, I've hit some of those lately. So I will post those as well as I see more of them come out uh, later in the week. So make sure you check my X page at JT orange on there. You can find me there or on the stew webpage, excuse me, X page, which is JT Bruce stew, JT Bruce stew. You can check me out there as well as we will put all this info. We'll have the JT parlay play of the day post as well, or any other bets I kind of see that creep up throughout the week that I like. Thanks for joining me. Week eight college football betting. Good luck. May all your bets hit and the bad beats finally quit. Tired of them. Thanks for joining me. JT Orange on the Stew with JT Brew. We're out. Have a good one. Uh, you up on trades and why you move? You ain't designed to lose. Find you jumping over seemingly nothing. Racking up points makes the game a little more fun to watch.